0: Hello! My name is Christina, and thank you all for checking in to the Home for Wayward OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. Today, our guest is Annie Creighton. Annie, how are you doing today?
1: I am wonderful. How are you?
0: I am pretty wonderful myself. It's cloudy outside, but that's about all I can really complain about. (laughs) and you are from the land where everything is cloudy. So
1: Oh yeah, no. It was actually like sunny yesterday. Uh, no one knew what to do. Like people were rocking outside in shorts and it's like 42 degrees.
0: <laughs> I I feel like it's the same. That's the same as it is here where I am. We have we hit 60 degrees last weekend. Everyone was beside themselves.
1: Yeah, no that's one was getting any, weather.
0: No one was getting any work done. <laughs> Cuz it's like it's sunny. What is this? <laughs> Okay, so Annie, who are we going to be talking about today?
1: So uh, I will be discussing Ezra, who is uh, a character I have talked about on my own podcast. I will fight you when we did an episode about Mary Sue's. Mm-hmm. I think I remember
0: you hearing. I think I remember hearing about her on that episode, which was actually, dear listeners, one of the inspirations for this podcast.
1: Yeah, In case you didn't uh,
0: listen to the origin episode. <laughs>
1: It absolutely, uh, doing that episode absolutely reawakened my love of, like, original characters Mm -hmm. and how much I just find them just charming. Just so charming.
0: (laughs) Charming is a good word to describe original
1: characters. Mm -hmm. Especially the self-insert ones. I I think I love them the most because they're just so pure.
0: Mm -hmm. That's why I gave them their own category in the introduction because you have... The good original characters, you have bad original characters that maybe, like, you made when you were, like, six. And so you have some feelings about them. But then (laughs) self-inserts, which you really can't describe as good or bad because they are you in some capacity.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And I will not be doing moral judgments. I might be Catholic, but I'm not that Catholic. (laughs) 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 Alright, so, Ezra.
1: Ezra, by the name, by the way, is a name that I picked not because I knew it was a real name, but because my brother listened to a whole lot of, uh, like, punk rock and alt rock. Uh, and I found one of the CDs had a band called Better Than Ezra, which I'm not sure I've... I think I've maybe listened to a couple of their songs, but somehow that one escaped me. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, Ezra, that's a cool name. It's got a Z in it. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> 12? 10, maybe? Yeah. I honestly don't remember how old I was when I made this character up, but she was originally a Digimon original character, so yes. that would have been during season one of Digimon. Uh, so, Adventure.
0: Adventure is such a good Digimon series, though.
1: Oh man, Adventure and Tamers, that's where it's at for me. Mm-hmm. Same. That's She uh, sort of was created at that point, and over time she sort of spun out... Larger and larger and do sort of a wilder thing to the point where it's, like, a character design that I still have just in my head and can probably knock out pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. It's always interesting to know, like, oh, okay, like, this is this character that I've come up with, and now they're just gonna stick with me for the rest of my human life.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, she's very, very, uh just part of a very specific time uh of my life in which I thought certain things looked cool and certain things didn't look cool and she sort of became like a magnet for all of my favorite like uh character designs and motifs Mm. and also my favorite digimon characters Yes, Uh, she was just sort of a delightful magnet um uh I can like if you want I can sort of start at the beginning and work out from there
0: Yes, it's a very good place to start.
1: Uh, ah ha 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 So, Ezra was created partially as a self-insert Mary so sort of, uh, original character, sort of a mishmash, and partially as a uh, online handle, and I'm dating myself by using the word handle, I think. It's not that much of a
0: dating. People still use (laughs) that for, like, Overwatch and stuff, so. Oh, okay, great. Great.
1: So I'm not... I haven't turned... (laughs) <laughs> I haven't completely crumbled to dust.
0: Yeah, no, no, you are not crumbling to dust.
1: <laughs> but she was also my, partially my handle uh, as a character, sort of as a light roleplay thing as you do on like Digimon fan forums. Mm-hmm. Uh, So she was sort of created at the same time as two different entities, but like Ezra was originally envisioned as the Seven, eight, the ninth, uh, digi destined slash chosen child. Um, she had a golden digi vice because yes. she's very special. Uh, and her part, and her partner was also Wizardmon initially because I loved Wizardmon a lot. Mm-hmm. And I decided that, you know what? He didn't die. Oh, yeah. Screw that. He didn't die. Yes. <laughs> uh, Which, of course, took away all the dramatic nature of his sacrifice, but also, I like that character. So I decided that, like, Wizardmon wakes up in the digital world in this temple where there's a secret ninth golden digivice and he has to find who it belongs to. So he's sort of like the steward of this digivice for Ezra for a while. And then, like, Mm -hmm. he finds her and then she gets her own unique digimon, because half the fun of making a digimon OC is making up your own digimon.
0: Oh, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. Uh... So, Ezra joins the team. I think I think her crest was a uh, So, it looked a lot like the Sheikah symbol from Zelda. like oh, yeah, From the... Ocarina of Time onward. Except instead of having a teardrop below the eye, the teardrop was the pupil. Okay. Uh, and it was like, I don't know, purity, maybe. Which is... <laughs> Funny because that's actually what Mimi's crest is in Japanese instead of sincerity, but whatever I wanted to pick the the most special word oh yeah, and of course she kisses Matt
0: oh okay, see that was gonna be one of my questions was who who is her romantic interest out of the out of the digi destined
1: Oh naturally the cool kid Oh yeah, naturally yes. he had the coolest character design he yeah. had a werewolf as his best friend, of course Matt.
0: He was edgy and sat around playing the harmonica, sadly, while staring off into the middle distance.
1: He has feelings! Yes. But he's not good at telling you his feelings!
0: Yes. And so, of course, Ezra changed that, right?
1: Naturally. I think. I am pretty sure. And the thing is that, like, I never really wrote down any of this. I just had it all in my head playing over and over again. Um, but I'm pretty sure there was a very cool dramatic scene where she fell off a cliff and he reaches down and calls out her name. Aww. And it's definitely one of those things, like like that exact moment in, like, Cardcaptor Sakura, <laughs> where, like, he finally calls her by her name for the first time.
0: Aww. <laughs> it's been a very long time since I've read Cardcaptor Sakura, but I believe, I, I definitely believe that would have been a thing.
1: Oh, yeah. I know that was a specific moment in one of the anime episodes, but I don't remember if they did a direct translation in the manga or not.
0: Yeah. Who was Ezra's special own created Digimon, then?
1: So, uh, no freaking shocker here if you've ever spent five minutes with me, especially in my adult life where I've just embraced this. She was a dragon.
0: Nice! What kind of a (laughs) dragon? Was she, like, a... Wyvern, or more of a traditional European dragon, or
1: so her uh, so her uh, rookie form was Raymon. I don't know why I spelled why it was Raymon, but it was R A E Mon. Um, and she was like a red, kind of like an Agumon esque dragon with back wings, and then like, like in like kind of a pterodactyl or pterodon, like Char- a Charizard crest,
0: yeah, no, Charmeleon, yeah.
1: more so. Yeah, a lot like a Charmeleon. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then her, uh, then her, I'm trying to jump between Japanese and American ones on here. Champion, it's Champion, right? Yeah, Champion Ultimate Mega. Yeah, mm-hmm. her Champion form was Drakamon, which was just a just a dragon with a helmet. Nice, nice. It was a four legged dragon with wings and a very long tail and a helmet because I mean... uh, wyverns are a cop out.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that follows the traditional uh, Digimon, one of the traditional Digimon design rules, so.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was also, I remember making a specific point of that because, like, so far in, especially in Adventure, the, any Dragonmon, any, like, drama type always leaned really heavily into the more uh, Eastern type of having a very long body and not, like, Four and not like four legs and and wings. Mm-hmm. So I I really wanted to make that a thing in mine. Um, then her ultimate was uh it went for the line of medium, big, small, large in terms of like the evolution line. Oh yeah. So her uh it was Wizard Woman.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I'm a huge nerd, it was a girl wizard Mon.
0: Oh yeah, I mean this is the podcast for nerds, so.
1: hmm And then her mega was Magidramon, I think. Magidracamon maybe, but it was kind of like a kind of like a paladin wizard cleric kind of thing that was a giant two legged dragon, like a war Greymon type.
0: Okay. Wargraymon, but Wargraymon took More paladin or, like, cleric instead of, like, specifically, like, straight-up fighter.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And she had, like, a mace, I think.
0: Nice. Maces are good for smashing.
1: It's true. And of course, because this was my original character... Uh it turned out that Raymond was supposed to have been with them the whole time, but made them all forget about her and go off on her own quest for some reason. But also she introduced this whole extra plot line of like like god forms, basically, that only that only Raymon and Agumon and Gabumon could access. Yes. Uh and like there was this whole thing where like only they could get the special forms because I wanted a girl character to have like a cool mega form because we didn't get that for like a freaking decade.
0: We didn't. We didn't and it was terrible. And in Tamers, <sighs> of course, Renamon had to give all her power to whatever that whatever that kid's name was with the edgy scarf.
1: Oh my god, Rio. She did give all of her powers to Rio.
0: You hate characters named Rio, don't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the problem is that Ruki and Sakuyamon are like the coolest freaking like Digimon characters for me. Oh yeah! And there was also this whole separate plot line I think I made up where, again, because this is me and I can't have enough dragons, mm-hmm. it turned out Ezra's father had originally worked on getting people to the digital world much, much earlier. Mm-hmm. And, like, because time works funny there, like, there was a small encampment of people that he transferred over there, and then by the time, like, Ezra and the rest of the Chosen children get to this village and they discover it, it's, like, a whole, like, thriving community that's been there for generations upon generations. Yeah, And I think around the time that I got wind of, like, oh... Mad and Sora are going to be a thing in Zero, too. Ezra needs a boyfriend now. <laughs> she got a boyfriend from uh, from this dragon village. Aww. Maybe also her sister was a bad guy who had also gone to the village.
0: Ooh. See, I thought you were going to say that Ezra's dad was a dragon.
1: Oh, man, that would have made sense.
0: <laughs> but, oh, gosh. So you had the nice... Uh, the nice gender, not gender parody, the the sibling rivalry that is an actual rivalry between good and evil.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. All that, all that good stuff. Always a classic. Mm. Ah. Delicious. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I just sort of ended up pushing as much, like, melodrama in there as I could, and I think eventually started making, like, and then Ezra and this other guy have kids, and now they have to have Digimon Adventures, and then they grow up and they have kids!
0: Ooh, so how many generations did you plan out for Ezra and boyfriend slash husband?
1: I think three generations.
0: Three generations. Okay. Yeah,
1: but it got uh, but it got significantly less sensical as it went on, and significantly less reliant on Digimon as a whole.
0: I mean, have you seen Digimon? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes sense in Digimon.
1: <laughs> oh, true enough.
0: I mean, almost nothing makes sense in Digimon. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes when it does, but not nearly as many as it probably should.
1: It doesn't need to make sense. It's fine. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. It doesn't need to. They just need to sell all those
1: toys, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just went to a place where I got mad that they never brought over, like, half of the cool toys to the United States.
0: Oh, my gosh. Same. I was—I always remember that I was uh, low key upset because I had—I personal tangent here. I had one of the one of the Tamer Digivice toys.
1: Oh, nice! With the like DRs. the blue card.
0: Oh, yeah. And it was—it was always super fun. And I had it for a long time, and then I like lost it in like the back of a door or something. But then I started it up again, and then I lost it again, and I don't know where it is, and I can't buy another one. Oh, because, of no. course, they're, like, you know, they're, like, $100 for this toy from, from 2004.
1: Oh, yeah, and, and then they'll, like, make replica ones that are, like, in super limited quantity, and also they're very nice, but they're also, like, $400. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't have quite that much money to spend. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and as we both sit here shaking our heads about how... <laughs> Nothing good can stay. <laughs> or no, it's nothing gold can stay.
1: That's the one.
0: I'm I am being dishonored or I am dishonoring myself here by not being able to quote things right.
1: It's cool. I mostly know that quote from Newfound Glory.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Oh, it's a not very good pop punk band from the early aughts.
0: Ah, uh, okay. That would be why, because I wasn't <laughs> listening to Pop Punk in the early aughts. I was listening um, to Radio Disney. <laughs>
1: So That's me uh, dating myself. <laughs> oh, neither of us win here.
0: Mm-mm. <laughs> so here's maybe one of the more interesting questions that I think I can probably guess where this might go. What does Ezra look like? Or what did she look like when you first made her?
1: So... I used to be blonde. I was very blonde as a kid, and eventually, like, about high school age, that kind of dulled to kind of, like, a very blondish, mousy brown. Um, So I've been dyeing my hair red since college. So Ezra was blonde. Um, Okay. She had kind of a half-pony bun uh, with, like, shoulder-length hair and... uh, and then she had like two strands that hung down in front of her face, and sh- and because like I was very interested in trying to get the design sensibilities of like the digi Destined right into her, it was like <laughs> tank top, gloves, huge shoes, yes, and like I think jeans. But the big thing is that she had like a leather jacket wrapped around her waist, and that belonged to like her sister who turned evil. And it also belonged to, like, her dad. So that was, like, a memento that she carried. Okay. And then, later on, I redesigned her for season two, which is when stuff got real weird.
0: Well, how weird is real
1: weird? So, shoulder-length blonde hair that flips out, like, a huge amount. Um, and then we get into the stuff that I thought looked cool. Yes.
0: So, Tell me what you thought
1: looked cool. Joker necklace okay uh and this is also stuff that i thought looked cool but could not for the life of me pull off and i knew it uh choker (laughs) choker necklace uh belly shirt jean shorts that were also carpenter pants that went down to my knees here we go jean Jean shorts? shorts i know right Unpack this for me. <laughs> was it was it like short
0: length or like full pants, like with just like pockets? We're looking extra at pockets, like
1: like Bermuda shorts, like like I wore I wore like guy pants whenever I could until like late high school mm-hmm. because you know they actually had pockets.
0: Yeah, pockets, and I hadn't
1: developed like my huge hips yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, pockets are every person's dream who does not wear. Clothes that are designed for men.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, So they are like knee length huge jean shorts. Because I was still coming out of the 90s at that point. Uh, Knee length black combat boots. And here's the important thing. uh, Besides the motorcycle gloves also. The very important thing is a Big gray trench coat that's rolled up to the to the uh, <laughs> to the elbows.
0: Oh my gosh, this is fantastic! Yeah, so you can see about you can see about like one square inch of leg
1: uh-huh.
0: between the knee length <laughs> jean shorts and the knee high combat boots.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic.
1: Now this is the one this is the version that was like my online persona for most of the time. This was the character model that I thought was the coolest thing mm-hmm. ever. Um, oh yeah. yeah, so this was the, if you were talking to my online persona for a long time, that was the one that was the uh, that was what you were talking to. That was Ezra
0: that is that is a very early odds description, but yeah right? it, but, but yes, for a character built in Digimon or built around Digimon as a framework. That is a very appropriate outfit. Does <laughs> trench coat have lots of pockets and secret oh,
1: pockets? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely it did. I think also for some reason I decided that like between between Seasons one and two, between adventure and zero two, mm-hmm. Ezra moved to America for some reason. Yeah. So, you know, I guess that's what Americans look like to me. An American? Mm hmm. I mean. Maybe that was subconsciously my excuse for not being able to draw Japanese fashion to save my life.
0: I mean, it's. I, th- I think that is. Trying to draw, like, fashion from, like, different countries is always something that people who do art have to be concerned about and most of the times just like it's whatever americans wear but much more put together
1: oh god yes i i feel a lot like uh a lot like the girl from uh i I feel a lot like schemey from uh princess jellyfish just looking at these people like the stylish yes they're so much fancier than i'll ever be
0: Mm mm-hmm I went to a museum yesterday and they had a whole bunch of, there were a bunch of high school students there also on a tour. And they were from, like, all over, like, from different parts of Asia and different parts of Europe. And, like, all these high school students were much, were so much more fashionable than how I was when I was in high school. I'm like,
1: It's like, how do you know how to do this?
0: Yes. <laughs> is, is fashion education actually a part of your schooling? Why is it not part of ours? Oh, wait, it's because America
1: how are you able to choose flattering clothing for yourselves? Teach me your ways.
0: Yes. <laughs> Travel back in time and teach me your ways when I was in high school.
1: Exactly. We can maybe get this thing off the rocks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh man.
0: Let's dig ourselves out of this dark high school hole we've gotten into. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So did you actually did you create Ezra specifically for the for the role-playing forums and fan forums for Digimon, or was she just a, a response to watching Digimon and thinking, there are not enough women in this, or I want to be a part of this, or
1: was it something else? Honestly, it was a lot of combination of those things. It was, uh, and that's sort of the great theme that I've discovered in retrospect about Ezra's that she was someone I created to answer a lot of problems or a lot of things that I wanted to see. Um, she was... Uh, She gave me this persona to use for this light roleplay forum where it was like I would do voices for both her and for Raymon um, Mm on these on these sorts of forums while just talking about whatever. It was rarely like anything structured at all. Yeah, Um, I mean, it was it was me wanting to see more female characters. Um, which is interesting because, generally speaking, Sora was the kind of character that I wanted to see more often in in a lot of cartoons that I was watching at the time. Sora specifically, because she was more of a tomboy. Um, mm-hmm. And being a huge tomboy myself, that was something that I rarely saw in when you're given such limited options as the smart one, the fat one, the cool one, the girl one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that's how you always made up teams, apparently.
0: Yeah. And the one tomboy.
1: Yeah, how recess, maybe.
0: There's Ashley and Spinelli.
1: Mm-hmm. And those are oh, your yeah. two girl Spinelli. Spinelli was a very important character for me. <laughs> but it's like, the, the your options are so limited, so I just wanted to see something that was slightly more to my liking. And I guess Digimon was the thing that was, like, the fandom, sort of, that was huge for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because that was in the fledgling days when the internet was first starting to happen, like... There were only a couple of forums that you could really find at the time that were about like Digimon the cartoon show. Otherwise, it was people like posting images from their V pets or something.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like so much of Digimon, like they had to. <laughs> Part of the whole shtick of the Digimon movie was that they had to find an internet connection, <laughs> and they had to and tie and uh tie in T- not tie and TK Matt and TK had to like drive to that tea house or whatever oh yeah and then they lost the Wi fi the internet connection and
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh our war game oh I'm so fond of those little movies they swish so together fun. into one giant Frankenstein movie.
0: <laughs> oh yeah it was so that it was such a good movie and oh, yeah. style just so good.
1: And it was always really hard to find a character that resembled me in the way that I saw myself as a kid. Um, And Ezra was sort of an answer to that. And she was also like this persona of that was me but cooler, which is always sort of the persona that one puts forth over and over again on the internet. Yes. Um, And then also uh, that was something that I sort of kept doing over time because uh, while I never wrote any of these things down, I eventually decided like, Okay, what if, like, Quantum Leap, but different cartoons that I like, and Ezra and Raymond?
0: Oh, that'd be really cool.
1: Yeah, so they just kept, like, popping into other cartoons that I was watching, and, like, having adventures, and just taking the next leap, and hoping that will be the one that takes them home.
0: Aww. So where did they go within all of these cartoon Quantum Leaps?
1: Like anime different anime that i was watching i think there was maybe a pokemon one the only one that really sticks out in my mind was and bear with me here cowboy bebop
0: i am not familiar with cowboy bebop besides the cu space cowboy and the fact that they threatened to eat a corgi at some point
1: (laughs) that's a very interesting cross-section of cowboy bebop i like that um the thing about and the thing about Cowboy Bebop is that it's like a, it's a cyberpunk thing. Uh, it's a space cyberpunk thing. So the idea in my head of this big plot was that like there was so much technology around and Renamon's like a digital thing. So like she absorbed a whole bunch of technology and like got out of control. And then like Ezra and then like the Cowboy Bebop, cr- the crew of the Bebop had to like help her contain Renamon so they could make the next leap or something. Okay. It was a bit of a stretch, but I think I remember it because it was such a stretch. Yeah. And I was like, how do I make this work?
0: Mm-hmm. Your first narrative
1: hurdle. Exactly. Because <laughs> goodness knows I wasn't making any of them in my Digimon scenario. There were no hurdles.
0: None oh yeah, no. This is it. was the world that Ezra was built for. She was able to yeah. perfectly solve every problem on the first time.
1: Exactly. And everybody loved her and she was friends with everybody.
0: Did anyone hate her?
1: Maybe her sister, but not after she stopped being evil.
0: How did her sister stop being evil? Was it the power of love?
1: Probably. The power of love and also maybe a really good Digimon fight. Yeah. (laughs) That's how that thing used tended to work.
0: Yeah. Did her sister have a Digimon?
1: You know, I don't think she actually did. And maybe that's part of why she was so evil. She was kind of like... Going back to, like, Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda, she was kind of a chic character Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, how she dressed, except it was all in black and she had, like, two swords. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember what the ultimate objective was or what even, like, the bad guy of that was. I don't think that even really mattered to me at the time so much as, like, Ezra has to save her sister. Yeah, yeah. I was never really concerned with, like, a big bad so much as just the day-to-day interaction of characters, which is definitely something that continues into my adult creative life.
0: That's, I don't think, I don't know how i necessarily describe myself, but that that's a very interesting, like, tack to take when you're trying to build a narrative. Like, just take it, like, day by day instead of, like, trying to build an overarching plot, like, how a lot of, like game masters and dms try to do things where it's like mm-hmm. this is my here is my who's my overarching plot line whereas you are more like here's here's how this day looks for them and here's how the next day looks and the one after that
1: yeah i'd say that's very true one thing that is generally more difficult for me to focus on is sort of the macro just in general like looking at things in a much longer term i'm someone who's much more interested in the short term and especially when it comes to writing fiction like i'm much more interested in like the small character interactions—I guess what what fanfic would consider like fluff. Oh yeah, I'm just sort of there to see how these characters develop and their relationships with each other, and how they talk and how that changes.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that I would—that is part of why my not all—not my like exclusive like preferred part of like fic is just like like hey, like let's just like give backstory for these characters that. That had a big scene, but hadn't really done anything beforehand. Yeah. Or, like, fill in this time gap.
1: Oh, yeah, no, the fill in the time gap with small character interactions. That's, like, that's my jam. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's so good. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, like, give this moment that was, like, a fight scene in a video game, give it some kind of small conversational context. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give, Give it emotional. Give it the emotional weight that the show didn't.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Or the video game didn't,
1: yeah. Or whatever media it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really that's the best thing about fanfic, though, is is seeing how people interpret these things and fill in gaps in, in their own particular, in the yeah. own particular way that they view this media and interpret it. I think that's like the greatest thing about fanfiction.
0: Oh yeah. So back to Ezra <laughs> from yes. that lovely diverting talk about fic that we will have to have again at another time. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. uh, What is your favorite thing about
1: Ezra? I think probably it's all the dragon stuff. I think there is something so wonderfully indulgent and delightful in retrospect about all of these things that I pinned on this character, how expansive she was... And, like, how many different ways I found to shove dragons in there that was just... Mm-hmm. I considered a very pure expression of the person that I was at the time and the things that I was really into. And I would say that over the past year or so, I've come to really, like, embrace those parts of myself that are still there that aren't just childish things that I put away. Like, like you know what? If it's got a dragon in it, I'm gonna watch it. Oh, yeah. Like... That's something that I've just, like, embraced. And, like, if it's got a monster boyfriend, I'm into it. hmm And Ezra was just in, especially in an era, of, like, I think I was doing a lot of Ezra stuff in middle school when it was yeah. a whole point in, like, middle school sucks for everybody. Like, God, I don't know yes. anybody that's had a great experience in middle school of, like, knowing who they are and what they're into and what they like and what makes them interesting and, like, <sighs> what they can show their friends. Like... Ezra was a very personal expression for me, and I really love that. That that is something, if not like super good and super developed, it's something that's a very pure expression of the things that I wanted to be when I was that age. Mm-hmm.
0: Sometime in a future episode, I will have to talk about my Kingdom Hearts OC, Callista, who also known as Kelly. Go on. Well, that will be an, that will be a whole future episode, but. She is- I will
1: be very excited to hear that. She
0: is the one on my album art with the black hair that is also partially purple that swoops down over one eye and has pants yes! with chains on them. Heck yes. Even though in middle school I was the kid who always wore t-shirts and hoodies and jeans.
1: Yeah, but that was the stuff that looked cool that you probably couldn't pull off, I but was, they could.
0: I was also a giant weave.
1: Heck yes. And I do not
0: like to look back on those parts of my days.
1: Ah. Uh... <laughs> I like to think that we'll all get there eventually, when we can just sort of chuckle ruefully about our about our weeaboo days.
0: Yeah, I'm not quite there yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will talk about no.
0: Callista, but I'm not quite there about how into Naruto I was as a whole.
1: Oh, I wore a Naruto headband to school.
0: My parents wouldn't let me buy one. <laughs>
1: I think at that point I had worn my parents down by wearing goggles all the time, because that was what oh, cool yeah. anime protagonists did. I I,
0: I, I tried to wear like, my swim goggles from my swim team as accessories. <laughs> it didn't really work.
1: I picked up a pair of goggles at like a tiny anime convention in, in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and that was my thing for a while.
0: I actually have a pair of, I think they're technically snowboarding goggles. But they're, like, but they're like the big ones where they can, like, fit over mm-hmm. your eyes and stuff. And I actually wore them. Like, I bought them to wear in the wintertime. But then I was, like, also, like, yes, these are anime goggles. Nice. Yes, these are Digimon goggles.
1: <laughs> exactly. They're, they're the thing the Digimon main character wears.
0: Yes. Always the main character who is always coded for the color red and always has a dragon-type Digimon.
1: And is always a dude.
0: And is always a dude. Because Digimon follows the exact same gender roles every single thing it's almost as bad as power rangers
1: because japan just can't get their stuff together yeah <sighs> japan japan has some issues
0: i have i have a whole excel spreadsheet where i document the gender parent, the gender discrepancies and relationships between every color of power rangers every season <laughs>
1: Does that only go into Power Rangers? Or does that move into Super Sentai as well?
0: Just Power Rangers. I don't have any familiarity with Sentai. But it's not good. (laughs) In case you were (laughs) curious,
1: it's not good. Oh, spoilers.
0: Yeah. Which is why in my own two teams of Power Rangers I've made, there is gender diversity. Nice. It's good.
1: That was always the thing that I hated the most about like the cartoons that I watched as a kid was that mm-hmm. especially the ones that were team based or coming out of Japan in particular because of aforementioned social things mm-hmm. um like it was always maybe two girls maybe two if you're lucky mm-hmm. and one of them is exce- is extensively girly yes the, and the other one is the, and then, the Jerry yeah. And, like, that's something that I actually like now. That's something that I don't have a problem with anymore, but, like, I spent a really long time as a kid just vitriolically pushing away anything remotely feminine. Mm. That, like, it took me a long time to come back around and see that as, like, an acceptable expression of identity.
0: Yeah. Hey, the pink being a pink ranger isn't a terrible and girly thing.
1: Yeah, for real.
0: <laughs> and he was so enthusiastic that she hit her microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, I have to gesticulate about this.
0: Oh no, I get it. I am the daughter of a former theater teacher. I understand. (laughs) I feel Mm you. What was out of just out of curiosity here? Like, what was your favorite thing that Ezra did in specifically Digimon? Like, not extending it to the whole quantum leap through animes thing. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure she did some awesome stuff in there, but.
1: Hmm. What was my favorite thing that she did? It's so hard to tell because, like, a lot of the big dramatic stuff are just in small little scenes here and there. Um, I would say probably this whole half-thought-through arc of her, like, I think she ended up, like, leading this village of humans living in the digital world, like, in a great rebellion, probably having something to do with this, like, bad guy that her sister was working for. Mm -hmm. Um, just this whole, like, gathering people together, and I think what probably also makes that special is that this was a moment where, like, it was something that was more in my own fiction rather than something that was purely reliant on, like, Digimon methods. It was definitely at that point where, like, you know, the other characters just get, yeah, they're just just in the background. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. There's, like, seven kids over there. Maybe Matt's hanging out. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. It, it did that thing that a lot of fan fiction does over time when it just sort of evol- evolves into its completely own separate beast that doesn't even really involve canon in the slightest.
0: Mm-hmm. It jumps the canon shark.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was, And that was sort of just this moment where it started to be something that I did more myself rather than something that was too constrained by, by sort of the, the Digimon aesthetic, I guess.
0: Mm -hmm. Does that mean then that Ezra continued on Into other forms of more like Original media not necessarily like the Like past the quantum leap through anime Mm -hmm. stage
1: Not Herself because I think She was always more remotely tied into uh, I think she was always More directly tied into being like Partially my online Persona which was still fairly Digimon Based but I think that was The first really big project that I was Interested in Um, in terms of telling, like, a larger story. So that was, she was sort of a prototype, really. And I think you can see facets of the character and a lot of other things that I do, um, mostly because they're sort of different ways of interpreting things that I want to see and interpreting small facets of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, She was sort of the training wheels that helped me figure out what I like and what I want to see and how to make it. But I think she always, as far as, like, she never really got into her own original thing, um, aside from sort of the the smaller bits and pieces that, as I got older, became a little less interested in. But she, she sort of just remained this this inspirational sort of figure, I guess.
0: Yeah. Good touchstone of where you started and... Knowing where you could go from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so.
0: Is there anything else you want to tell us about Ezra?
1: Hmm. Just that Ezra and Raymond, in particular are things that I keep, like, revisiting over time. Of, Mm -hmm. like, how do I make this look not bad? (laughs) So, like, it's it's one of those interesting challenges of, like, you know... I'm still not super great at, like, drawing or, like, character design in particular because I definitely rely on, like, certain crutches of, like, I think this looks good. Or I can draw this face. Um, can, I,
0: can I tell you something, Annie? Mm-hmm. That's what artists do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at Don Bluth.
0: <laughs> he, knows, he knows how to draw one guy and that's it.
1: He loves that guy a lot.
0: But look at really Anastasia him, and look yeah. at how good it did and what else was what else did he do did he do did he do fern Gully? I don't remember
1: no he didn't do fern golly. Um, you can tell because the main because the main character Zach had like a huge mullet and wasn't attractive.
0: Oh okay but yes <laughs> it, that's li- that's literally just what artists do. It's not a bad thing.
1: <laughs> but like one of my one of my strong suits is definitely not fashion. Um, so every so often I'll try and reinterpret the basic building blocks of, of Ezra and figure out what looks good. And also, like, every so often I'll be like, okay, so like an Agumon, but with wings on the back isn't cool. How do I, like, make this, make this monster design, like, interesting?
0: hmm
1: Like, about a year ago or so, I actually, like, super redesigned Wizard Woman as a thing just for myself to make it more of, like, a cool witch doctor shaman thing. Yeah. But like it's it's very fun to perpetually revisit Ezra and Raymond. They're they're definitely something I, I come back to over and over again.
0: Oh yeah. Oh I forgot to ask you this earlier. Did Wizardmon and Raymond fall in love? Because they're Wizardwoman and Wizardmon.
1: <laughs> no, I don't know what it was. I think it didn't have like a romance thing like Ajimon and Ajiwomon did. Uh I think like Without even really knowing what it was, I think at some point in my head I decided that that Wizardmon was basically asexual, and he's just here to have best friends. Aww. He's like Ace and Arrow, he's just here to have best friends. Mm-hmm. And also, if he was going to be into anybody, he'd be into Tailmon. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, Tailmon and Padmon are a thing, sort of. I don't know, it's weird. I don't know.
0: It's been a very long time since I watched any Digimon, and I haven't seen any of the Digimon Try stuff, so I don't know how much of a thing that is anymore.
1: I've seen, like, half an episode. They did introduce a ninth character, though.
0: Yeah. What's her name? Like, May or something like that? I don't remember.
1: I I forget. I, I only know, like, I only know the character design and, like, the, the Digimon design.
0: She's but a girl with I, I glasses haven't... and she has a cat. Exactly. Yes. So fulfilling the of uh, the third archetype of feminine characters <laughs> for a yeah. series created in the 90s, you have girly girl, tomboy, and girl with glasses.
1: Who's <laughs> probably very bookish. Yes. That's all of them. That's all you get. Yep. Maybe sometimes you'll have a fat character in the background that everybody laughs at because, mmm, cruelty.
0: Yep. And that doesn't come with any emotional baggage whatsoever.
1: No, no, you just walk out of that
0: fine.
1: <laughs> We're both
0: being very bitter
1: here. <laughs> it's it's, you know, it's really no wonder that fan fiction is very much something that is dominated by uh by women and and anyone who really leans more femme is like you just don't see yourself at all in a lot of the media that came in. They came in like the the 80s and 90s. Though I guess that's that's a little limiting of me. It would really appeal to anyone who is not like cis heterosexual dude. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just no wonder that you have to reinterpret these things and see how these things fit and what you would improve on. It's just, yeah, it's no wonder.
0: At the same time, though, that is the good thing about media, especially like recently, like how there have been a lot more like superheroes specifically think about, like, superhero characters that have a lot more, like, gender diversity and body diversity, like, I'm thinking in particular of how there is, I think it's Image Comics? With... I think her superhero name is, is like, Zephyr or something, but her name is Faith, and, like, mm-hmm. she, is, she is fat, she is not skinny, but she's still a superhero, and she can fly, and she's got, like, her whole... she's got a whole, like, solo series, and... One of my favorite designers, uh, Katie Elhofer, just released, like, a whole, like, line of, like, superhero fashion inspired by, like, face uniform and thing, and it's so cool.
1: Oh, that sounds super good. I didn't know about that character.
0: Uh, she's so cool. And then, like, I mean, like, gender diversity, too. I mean, like, there's a whole bunch of characters in Marvel that are, like, not 100% cis or, like, straight, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. there are some things now that are good or getting oh, better released. Yeah. least.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely forward momentum. It's just so much slower than by all accounts it should be. But I yeah. mean, if it's if it's still forward progress, that's still got to be something.
0: That's very true. Thank you for being on the show today, Annie.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I hope this was entertaining.
0: Oh, it definitely was. <laughs> uh, are there, is there anything that you want to promo? Where can people find you on the internet if you want to be found?
1: Oh, absolutely! I'm a I'm a promotion monster. Uh, so you can find me personally on uh, Twitter and Tumblr at Annie Zard. That's AnnieZard. That's A N N I E Z A R D, like Annie plus Charizard. Yes, that's the origin. Um, you can also f- <laughs> uh, you can also find my podcast stuff. I am a podcast person. Uh, you can find that at uh, at Gem Jam Cast on Twitter, which is for uh, The Gem Jam, which is our main podcast where we talk about Gem of the Holograms, review episodes and comic issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you can also go to CrookedRussianCam.Tumblr.com to find all of our other stuff, uh, that being our podcast, I Will Fight You, uh, which is sort of a pop culture feminist critique humor podcast. It's kind of hard to itemize. Um, and you can also find links to our video series, which is called Date Me Damn It, which is where we play, uh, Otome games. Um, I'm very
0: excited that you guys are back and doing episodes.
1: I am so excited. I love this so much. Uh, and you can also watch that space for, uh, some upcoming projects we're working on right now, which, uh, we are working Ooh. on some new, po- some, uh, new podcast stuff coming down the pipeline, uh, probably in the next couple of months.
0: I will keep my podcast, my podcatcher, tuned then to Crooked Russian Cam, because I am very excited to see what you and Kit and Mac put out.
1: Thank you. Uh, Kit and Mac are great, and I am so happy to work with them. Uh, and, oh, and if you do want to hear about our ver- our various Mary-Sues, uh, I can direct you to the I Will Fight You episode uh, that says, uh, Everyone Makes Mary-Sues. Uh, we talk about uh, Ezra in a little less detail, Uh, Mackenzie Mm -hmm. talks about her Pern original character, and Kit talks about her Bionicle original character, Continent, uh, which are all really good. And I want to hear more about those at a later date. Yes. Um, So Kit
0: and Mac, if you guys are listening, this is your invitation to come on the podcast and tell us all about it.
1: Please do. I want to hear it. Yes. Uh, And we also spend the second half of that episode making up our own Mary Sue, who is named, uh, shoot, 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 what is it?
0: Sapphire, or something
1: Se- like that. Saphirithus Rose Mont Saint-Michel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great.
1: But that's a really good episode I'm very proud of, and uh, I think your listeners will also get a kick out of that one.
0: Make your pardon, I just knocked my pop filter out. It's okay, it's good.
1: But once you pop, you can't stop! <laughs> or can you? <laughs>
0: oh boy well thank you again for being on today annie i really appreciate it
1: yeah i had a really good time thank you so much for inviting me on and i don't know why i said time it's okay it's a sunday we're dreading the end of the weekend it is it is very much a sunday
0: the home for wayward ocs can be found on itunes or apple podcasts google play and stitcher our theme song is violet by Poddington bear courtesy of the free music archives New episodes come out on 2nd and 4th Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at Wayward Pod or through the Pod hashtag. You can also email us at WaywardOCPod at gmail.com. Uh, and since this is actually the first episode that I'm recording after the podcast started airing, uh, we yes, we are still looking for guests to talk about their original characters. Uh, however, in the interest of full disclosure, we, are, uh, we do have guests scheduled throughout the end of June that doesn't mean that we will not listen to you talk about your original characters because we 100% will. It just might not be for a little bit. So if you have someone you really want to talk about, send us an email and we can get you booked for a spot on the podcast. And since we are still starting out, uh, it would be very helpful if uh, you guys can subscribe and rate us on your listening platform of choice. uh, Since through some, mythical and technological algorithm uh, of ratings and reviews that helps get podcasts more visibility. Uh, it'll just help us write more people's day, or you can also share it with a friend. Hey everybody, future Christina cutting in here to add in something that I couldn't officially talk about when I recorded this episode with Annie. Uh, I will be taking part in the podcast, the lost library for the grayscale campaign. So if you like hearing me talk, which hopefully you do, since you're still listening to this, or if you liked hearing from past guests of the show, Melissa and Riley, then you should keep your podcatchers tuned to The Lost Library on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher, and follow them on Lost Library Cast on Twitter. So thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. Jazz hands. Jazz hands.